And we are back. Welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian. With me this week, I got Kevin. What's up, everyone? I didn't mess up the intro this time. No. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> intros, so this is the podcast where we uh, try and make each other play games that uh, we think might uh, have dis- differing opinions about, from what one might say. Sometimes they end up lining up and we're just jerking off the game. Other times... Uh, we get into Reddit arguments uh, with the internet about how much they shouldn't like their shitty game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently uh, we've been reaching out to some of the communities to see if we can get a little more traction, which has been working out pretty well. I mean, I, I honestly think that the feedback has been an increase in downloads. Yes, there is that. Um, I can say that. We, we gained... <laughs> quite a few followers i think we doubled our following which you know doubling two isn't much but still <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got some haters as well most likely uh-huh, uh-huh yeah but uh overall i think it's it's gaining a lot of interesting feedback I, I think people have actually started listening to us because of that um our downloads have spiked uh maybe not the best idea to be throwing uh for those of you who've listened since the beginning episodes like dust force onto the dust force subreddit was probably not a wise decision but it was fun and funny for me <laughs> it's like yeah Luckily, people don't really appreciate that surprisingly at least whenever yeah, brian's the one crapping all over it i think what that means is you need to do a better job of shitting on my games i mean i guess because everyone get, was happy with the quake one they were just like oh yeah good job defending quake yeah all i'm gonna like, say is that guy's wrong about the music they're like yeah you know that guy it was funny listening to that guy just suck at the game. <laughs> and, I was, and the next one's the TF2 one, and I'm like, man, I, I tried to bring it a little bit, but they're they're probably going to be like, wow, why are you trying to promote this guy crapping all over the game? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> they're going to be like, defend our hats, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I'm sorry you guys are being exploited and you love your loot boxes. I can't do anything about that. Yeah, some things are indefensible, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what people say about that when we uh, we finally post the rest of those things. Should be interesting. Yeah, as I said, so far I think the the feedback's positive, and I mean, some people have actually had some good uh, criticism that I've been trying to take to heart, and others have just been arguing with me, like uh, you know we all do on the internet from time to time. And at least they don't know what Kevin's actual tag is, so they can't go hate him elsewhere. Yeah, at least it's all just stay, stuck on this one account. <laughs> <laughs> I also gave up on identifying it as myself. Just like, yeah, fuck it. At this point, if they don't know that it's me, that's on them. I've been pretty consistent in my tone. <laughs> yeah, they, they should be able to sense the tone shift between just like, oh, hey, guys, look at this. And then you're just like, yeah, you're an idiot. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> tell me why I'm wrong. Go on. Tell me. Haven't heard anything yet. Uh, I think I said something along the lines of, sorry, next time I'll make sure that I uh, pander to your delicate snowflake of a game. And after I hit enter, I'm like, you know, that really came off as, like, right-wingy. Probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Oh, well. Made me laugh. (laughs) Sounded good in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you wanted the community I I, I don't even think I used that. I think I had to go look at what I actually posted. But it definitely was suggesting that uh, they should like be able to defend their game and and have the balls to be able to come back at me and point out why i'm wrong instead of just being upset 
Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so this is episode 33 of Utter Descent. We're going to be covering Halo 2. We're almost on track of getting all the games done before Halo Infinite's released. (laughs) When is that Um, again? Depends sometime in the fall, like closer to Christmas. It's usually when they put out those. Yeah, I just wonder if they like they delayed it or something, but probably I didn't not. see any delays. But then again, most of my news consumption has been raging against pandemic handling and all that, so not really focused on uh, <laughs> whether or not Halo is going to get released on time. More interested in whether or not we're ever going to be able to leave our homes again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're saying yeah in the fall or holiday season. So I think we have enough time. I mean. We still have to get through three, ODST, four, and five. Oh, God, as long as we don't put the books back in it. <laughs> uh, no problem. About that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're not reading them. What are you complaining about? I mean, yeah, I guess nothing really. No, there's. Like, I want to talk about the Ghosts of Onyx, but it doesn't really add that much, so I probably can just not. Or maybe I will, and I just won't read the whole fucking book. It's the the forerunner saga that we got to talk about before we go into halo 4 or no one knows what's going on because 4 is just a fucking baseball analogy out of left field mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i had no idea Any, what was going on yeah exactly so having me go through fucking forerunner saga might actually help people understand what's going on in that game because i sure as hell had no fucking idea what was going on the first time i played it <laughs> that was the game that made me start reading the books but this is not a podcast about Halo yet. Thank this is a po- podcast episode about Halo 2. <laughs> Alrighty. So I actually have the box from back in the literal Xbox days. Nice. Yeah. Classic it's box. so proud of itself that it advertises Xbox Live enabled on all of its parts. The front, the back of the box, the inside pamphlet says it, and so does the <laughs> disc. All of them fucking say it. It's awesome. <laughs> They're yeah, so th- proud of themselves. Those were the days online, the birth of online gaming. Yeah, I mean, this consoles. really was. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not piss anyone else off. <laughs> <laughs> this is really the game that uh, got a lot of people in online gaming and convinced them it was worth spending money to play online. Yeah. Those so fools. Thanks, Halo. Those fools. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've taken this out of the disc so many times that the tabs are broken, so the disc just kind of exists inside of the box. It's not actually in there. <laughs> ah, good old days. Oh, and this has the original Xbox uh, diagram on the back. Remember when it had the white and black buttons below the A, B, yeah. X, Y? Yeah, yeah, on the freaking massive controller that thing was. It was still more comfortable than PlayStation, I'll tell you that. Whoa. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking through this uh, this pamphlet. It's I forgot how nice it was having something that kind of like you know told you something about the game, explained what's going on. There's like a list of the enemies you'll you'll find, like little 3D models. Of, well, I mean, pictures of their 3D models. <laughs> uh. Yeah, another thing back from the day. Those things were the pamphlets were really cool. Um, especially because, like you said, like they did, they explained everything. They're like, here's all the weapons you get. Here's what they do. 
I mean, how like the original Zelda ones had like maps of the whole areas and like the world and temples and stuff, and they give you tips. And I mean, we're saving trees. I'm <laughs> I'm also for that. But then there's just like there's no actual guide anywhere except like people people scrap together and like gamepedia or like they make their own like halo wiki or something like that and it's just yeah. it's not not the same as like you know i used to get the game and read the manual on the way home and you just get super excited about it yeah and, exactly yep it's, it's a different era it even has a, a thing in the back on like strategy for online play <laughs> <laughs> like hey asshole stick with your team <laughs> play the objective swear right. out your opponents teabag yeah teabag heavily yeah <laughs> so yeah let's uh let's read the back of the box since we have it here it starts with earth will never be the same the destruction of halo slowed the covenant but it did not stop them fueled by faith fury and vengeance they have swept aside all of our defenses and gained a foothold on the most precious prize of all earth with the human military scattered and crushed the fate of the planet lies in the hands of one man spartan 117 the master chief but resourceful and tenacious as he is, the Master Chief will have to rely on new weapons, unexpected allies, and a secret so incredible it will change the galaxy forever. Damn. And then it just advertises like new features, like, hey, you can dual wield. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when dual wielding was such a big deal. It's it literally like... advertised on every part of this, too. It's all it... pictures of Chief holding two SMGs. Like, I don't think this is the first game to do it, but I just remember being like, oh my god. Like, if a game had dual wielding, you're just like, holy crap. You can hold two guns at the same time. Freaking unheard of. It I think like, it was the first game to let you, like, dynamically do it. Because the other ones were, like, uh, Time Splitters and probably Serious Sam. But it was just like, oh, true. you can you can have one or two of the same machine guns. And Hale's like, nah, man, there's a select variety of guns you can hold in both hands. Go at it yeah pick up whatever you want yeah it was definitely yeah one of the first to do that back in the day again just defining more genre stuff yeah it's it it really was what a sequel should have been which most games actually all games don't do anymore <laughs> just take mm -hmm. the money that they gain from the popularity of the first one and actually like improve upon it and make a new game out of it and like expand because this was in every way better I think I can honestly say than Halo 1. Like, I mm -hmm. loved Halo 1, but this was just graphically, story, everything was just leagues above. I mean, in the online play, I know people played a lot of Halo 1 online, but having went back and played Halo 1 online for the Halo 1 podcast, I can tell you right now, Halo 2 is a better online game. <laughs> it's not as spammy. <laughs> yes. yes. It's not just death by grenade constantly. Yeah, stupid frag fest, basically. But uh, yeah. no, I uh, I remember seeing that and getting pumped, and it's still quite a good back of the box. The box art is just it's fucking chief standing in front of a an orange sky with destroyed city in the background, like he just landed and is ready to shoot someone in the face with two SMGs. Fucking kick ass. Mm-hmm. It's pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Which, so I was I was just doing like some some reading up on the the plot in game and stuff before this, and this was is pretty interesting um, to note. It's on like Wikipedia, they have a section for the development of the game, and basically how like 
people hold up Halo 2 as like this freaking amazing sequel, but if you read about like internally, they were just like everything was falling apart, like they were scrambling, they had no idea like what what they were doing. Like people were getting burned out left and right. People were quitting the studio and like all this crap was going on. Like they didn't even finish the game. That's why it just ends because they just couldn't do it all. Like they had all these ideas to have like, like a, what the multiplayer is now. And they were going to have like a battlefield type scale with like tons of players and huge maps and stuff. And then they axed that and like all this other stuff. And they were just like, yeah, it was just like this like crippled, like, garbage thing that they just churned out and it's like the greatest game of all time <laughs> yeah it speaks leagues about bungie back in the old days yeah it was it was actually really interesting reading about that one and how the first halo was also like they were just scrambling and had like no idea what was going on and then the third one the guy who like was writing the story just like went on vacation and they just had to make it up and like all this other stuff was going on with that game too apparently it went a lot smoother but it was really interesting um just looking at that with the games industry, how when you're on the inside, it's just like all crunch time, things going wrong. Like you have no idea what the output's going to be. And then it comes out and people are like, well, obviously this is the greatest game of all time. And you're like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I didn't yeah. know that about the game. I knew it had that shortened ending that people didn't like, but I was like, yeah, I didn't know all this crazy stuff was going on. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that at the time because I didn't start like, getting Game Informer and that shit. Not that Game Informer would ever tell you that kind of interesting plot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember getting a bonus disc that contained extra maps, and they had some interviews with the creators, and they were talking about, yeah, we really wanted to have, like, this giant set of cutscenes explaining, like, Covenant hierarchy and some of the history between the races, and that just never happened. (laughs) I'm like, ah, that sounds so much more interesting. Yeah, it seemed like they were just super ambitious with the second one, which is really cool uh, because they didn't just want to settle for like just making a, a crappy sequel, but they just, <laughs> just did not have enough time to do everything. Which I think points a finger at the higher ups in that organization for not like getting enough people on the team or setting realistic goals or being willing to fucking delay something. Yeah. It seemed like the management, like people were quitting and it wasn't, there wasn't that much direction, but I guess they said if they, uh, they were trying to release it before the 360 came out because if they couldn't do it before Fair. then, that would be pretty bad. So it's like, oh, I mean, that makes sense. Then they would have had to deal with like oblivion graphics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, when, when this actually came out, I hadn't played either any Halo game at all. Um, Whoa. Mm-hmm. I played the first time I played Halo was a couple years after Halo 2 came out. Um, I just got an Xbox. My buddy lent me Halo 1, and I played through it. Finally convinced my parents that I to get Halo 2. <laughs> so finally was able to get Halo 2, and that was the end of that. Just totally sucked into that game until Halo 3 came out. But yeah, brief reaction to the game. I was I had never <laughs> played anything like this before. It was a very unique experience, and uh. For once, I felt like the hype that a lot of people I had talked to had put towards this game was, like, real. Unlike a lot of other games where people would hype it up and I'd play it and I'd be like, this is really isn't that good. It's like whenever someone, you know, you go visit someone, they're like, oh my god, you gotta try this pizza. It's like the best pizza in the city. It's so good. And then you try it and you're like, I mean, 
You should have just said, like, <laughs> for this area which doesn't have very good pizza, this is the best pizza. That would have set my expectations appropriately. Instead, I was expecting to eat gold, and this is more like, eh, I could have not eaten this. It's pretty garbage pizza, to be honest. <laughs> it's pretty good pizza. It's pretty good yeah. pizza. But, uh, my initial impressions of my latest playthrough on Halo, I played on the Master Chief Collection when they came out with the new graphics. And this is also something that I was very surprised by, because normally I get very annoyed whenever people expect me to pay money for a game I already own. Um, and I get very annoyed whenever they just like, oh, look, we're going to update the graphics. It's like, there's nothing wrong with them. Fuck off. They didn't do that. Because like Halo 1, they did that, and that kind of still pisses me off because it's such like a slap together way of doing it they just like took the skeletons of everything and put a new skin on it so half the people are kind of like fucked up looking because <laughs> the textures don't fit right over their skeleton this one it looks like they redid everything and the cinematics are just like they literally redid the cinematics the the camera angles aren't even the same it is worth going and playing through the master chief collection version of halo 2 even if you've played the game a million times, just to see the new cinematics that they put in and in the the new visuals within the game. It, there's so many things where you can kind of see like, oh, the creators probably wanted to have, you know, explosions going off in the distance and all this stuff to make it seem like there was more occurring around you, but they just couldn't because of the tech, and now they can. It's like what George Lucas did to the Star Wars movies, except done properly. <laughs> Oof, yeah, I was like, you're, <laughs> you're on thin ice there. <laughs> Except not done in a way that makes everyone that loved it hate him. <laughs> yeah, they didn't basically change part of the story. Yeah, everything's the same. They just, they just made it look better. Yeah. It it really is impressive. It, and being able to toggle between the two, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, we've come far. I forgot how yeah. bad Halo 2 looks in comparison to what I'm used to playing now. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was just watching this guy speedrun the game um, before this, which was just funny enough. Just watching that was ridiculous. But then there was a point where he was like with this this flood enemy or something, and then he like he was playing in the old graphics and he just toggled it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, what is this?" Yeah, <laughs> the whole world just like oh, it just looks so beautiful, and then he just toggled it away. I was like, "What the hell was that?" I can't see the glitch that I need to get through in these new graphics. I have to see where that fraction of the wall is I can jump through. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably it. Yeah, see the flat angle of this polygon that is a wall. You're like, that's what I need to climb up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a different spin on all the times I got out of levels and making me think that wasn't intended. Never felt like it was intended, but knowing that they were rushed definitely wasn't intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that's why there's people like it so much with so many glitches, because they, they didn't finish the game. <laughs> yeah, but all I would need to say about like the graphics and audio before we start talking about like the story and all that jazz is, I mean, the old game for the time looked great. The new revamped version looks fucking fantastic and definitely worth the playthrough just to see what the world looks like with you know the new skins and lighting textures and all that shit audio i seriously think the halo games have some of the best music in in gaming like mm -hmm. every time i play halo i'm just pumped and i wish more games would do this because it's just like yeah 
awesome fucking orchestral rock anthem in the background while I'm going into battle. It's like, this is exactly what I want to make it feel like I'm doing something. Like, ugh, so good. Yeah, there really hasn't been a game that has that iconic of music like that. Yeah, I remember you would listen to the soundtrack just all the time. Oh, great music. Yeah. Just, it's great music, and they, they do such a good job of having, like, different styles for what's going on like the soundtrack for when you're playing as the arbiter is just not the same as when you're playing as master chief it's not the same as when you're dealing with the flood it's just yeah they do a good job of making it fit the tone of what's happening you know when you're pissing your pants because the flood are hunting you down the music matches that mm-hmm. yeah when you're like racing to the end of the level and you got orchestra just swelling and it's like so freaking epic oh yeah so good so much yeah it's great i love it um anyway so we're going to talk about uh stories and all that so if you haven't played halo 2 yet there are spoilers and that's on you spoilers this game is how many years old now i don't know so old i i can't even i can't even remember when this was released this is like early 2000s (laughs) mid 2000s so this is on you let's go over how now, Halo 2's story is probably the best of the series, in my honest opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to, uh, it's been a long time, but I did watch, rewatch all the cinematics, so, and I read yeah, the Wikipedia well, page, so I should, <laughs> I should remember what happens. Yeah, as, as I said before, it'd be nice if everyone had the time to be able to go play through these, but to be honest, we've all played them before, so, like, e- the finer points of the Halo story that we don't all need to go through it. You, you've played it. You've been playing Halo Two online with me, so you know you get the enough of the feel that I can just handle the majority of, of the story points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, as, as a general summary to what happens uh, in this game, basically, it's it starts post Halo One. Technically, it's it's after Chief gets back to earth after the events in um uh, which one is it it's not the fall of reach it's the first strike so after the events that we talked about in our first strike video or uh, podcast it it goes into um earth from there so you pick up where you left off and the story is basically split between the human point of view through master chief and cortana versus the covenant point of view through the eyes of the arbiter um, and the arbiter is the uh, commander who is the elite commander who is in charge of the forces at the first Halo ring. So it kind of does this back and forth where you'll play a mission or two as Master Chief and you'll switch over to the arbiter. So you're seeing the story progress through these two different points of view. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, like switching to that, like switching back and forth between that, made it really confusing for me as someone who just who didn't even really understand the Halo lore that much to begin with like even when i played the first game i was just like is guilty sparks dude like what is he even talking about and then they just start <laughs> dumping all of these covenant politics on you know i'm just like okay okay this is the level where i just go invisible and kill things and then we're back yeah. to chief we're back to chief <laughs> yeah i i do remember when i first played through halo 2 i was kind of confused because you know they don't really do too good of a job of letting you know that like the arbiters the commander he it's just implied through the conversations between him and the in the hierarchs he doesn't like it's not like they said 
you were the commanding officer. I can't believe you fucked up. They're more just like implying that it's his fucking fault. Yeah, they just kind of introduced this whole society and structure. Like before, they're just like, oh, shoot the, the funny aliens. And then they just they dump all this stuff on you. Yeah, with like no context. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, a bunch of proper nouns. Whoa. Yeah. I, don't, I, I know What's what he's talking arbiter? about. What's an arbiter? Yeah. Yeah, who are these furry guys? I don't remember them from the first game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so the, the overarching story is the Covenant find Earth, which was implied in, in First Strike that Chief was coming back to tell everyone, hey, uh, the Covenant know where Earth's at. We better get fucking ready to handle that. So they show up, um, and it, it carries from there as the human and the Covenant fight on Earth. Eventually, uh, one of the cruisers carrying one of the hierarchs jumps out in a panic and the master chief and some of the human forces follow them ending up discovering another halo ring and so then the rest of the the story follows through them battling between each other trying to get control of the ring the covenant to bring about what they're calling the great journey some religious end of the end of the line going to heaven they don't really tell you what they think the great journey is it's just clear that that's their ultimate goal and they think that activating the ring will do that versus the humans who have already talked with guilty sparks in the previous game and know that it's a fucking weapon and they're like "Uh uh-uh we're not gonna turn that on and eventually they end up uh, colliding with the uh, floods mastermind like hive mind called a grave mind which then helps uh, the arbiter and master chief stop the prophets from turning on the ring as the covenant civil war develops when the uh, hierarchs betray the elites which is why the arbiter ends up working with master chief and the game ends with uh the leader of the brutes getting killed by the arbiter deactivating the ring which then signals out inactivates all the other rings into standby mode and starts you down the path of what you're going to do in halo 3 on the flip side, Chief gets onto the Forerunner ship that one of the Hierarchs is heading to Earth on and leaves Cortana behind on the uh, Covenant homeworld with the Flood. So that's kind of the... There's a lot of detail in this game. Like, <laughs> to be completely honest, it's it's for a first-person shooter with as short of um, cutscenes as this game has, there's so much that happens. Like, it really is a very story-dense game, despite the fact that the majority of your time you're just shooting grunts in the face. Yeah, and it's crazy to think, too, that, like we were talking about uh, earlier with the game development, like, they didn't even finish the game, and they wanted to put, like, all this other stuff. And yeah. it, it kind of seemed like they finished the first one, they're just like, let's just, let's just freaking go all out and just make this insanely complicated Game of Thrones crazy storyline thing like that's that's a pretty complicated and heavy storyline for like i don't know me like 12 year old just being like yeah i'm not gonna understand all these like political climates revolution like civil war religious implications and crap I'm just like right, and then the, gra- the grave mind thing he's just talking in this garbly voices you can't understand i'm like i don't know what's going on <laughs> right it's it is a very complicated story and to be honest despite the fact that i played halo 1 2 and 3 so many times i I got the general broad strokes of what was going on 
Um, but there was a lot of stuff I had no fucking idea. Like, I didn't really understand what the grave mine was. I just knew that it was like the leader of the flood. Yeah. It, it didn't, he didn't tell you what he was except that he was millennia old and all that. Um, it was kind of insinuated, I guess, in three that he was going to like assimilate you or something, but it was only once four hit and I was confused and had no idea what was going on that I went and read all the book. And it was only until four that I was just completely confused. And then because I had no idea what was up with the forerunners and all this shit, I was like, all right, I got to go read something and, and, and figure out where this is all coming from. So that's when I found out through reading the books what a grave mind actually was. That's when I, I learned about, you know, the background on the covenant hierarchs and more about the religion. But it's, it's unfortunate that they never turn this into like a show or a movie or. Yeah. I'm sure there's YouTube videos out there that, you know, break down the Covenant and just the general Halo lore, but it it would be nice if the game developers had done that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely lots of good material there. Like, going back and watching it, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty good story. Um, but yeah, just a lot. And then, yeah, 4 is just like, what is going on? <laughs> right. You're just like, what's a Didac? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a little blurb on the box, just like read the book, where he'll just come with a book or something. Right, it should. It, that's exactly it. It should have came maybe with like a twenty percent off on Amazon Prime or something like that. Or, yeah, sorry, Kindle. <laughs> or that that would have benefited from the the old game cases where you got the chunky manual that maybe devote like yeah twenty pages to like what the hell the backstory is on this. I mean, even just like a single line blurb of like, the Didac is an ancient forerunner uh, war chief. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would have been enough. Yeah, like, you know, like the Elder Scrolls games, you know, you got freaking pages and pages on like random items in the game and stuff you can go look up in all the lore. It's like, there's, Halo needs a lore button at this point. You need to be able to <laughs> read the entries for like what is going on. Well, what would have been kind of cool is that Cortana kind of knows all this stuff because she downloaded all the data from the Halo ring. It'd be kind of fun if you could turn her into like audiobook mode and just have her telling you stuff as you're wandering around killing things. Ooh, you know what would be even cooler is because, I mean, the, the AI is already called Cortana on Windows. Just integrate that into the game so you can voice ask her about stuff oh, going yeah, on yeah. in the game. That would be Cortana, what sick. am I? What am I looking at? Oh, that's a uh, that's a grunt. What the fuck's a grunt? Pulling up information on grunts. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That would that would be really <laughs> badass. Actually, that'd actually be pretty sweet. I <laughs> appreciate like, that. Cortana, where do I go? And then you just like talk about missions, anything. Ah, oh, yeah, that would actually that would be, be really kind of cool. sick. That'd be really cool. <laughs> Goddamn Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> they they gotta do it. They gotta that'd do be throw a VR helmet onto that golden oh yeah oh so good that's fun um anyway so yeah as i said dense game most people have played it so we're not going to go over you know the entirety of the story i'm just going to hit upon you know some some points that, that i thought were fun and we'll, we'll talk about some of our favorite moments um obviously if you haven't played Halo 2 yet i just spoiled it so oops oh man <laughs> <laughs> should have known better at this point um yeah so the, the biggest thing about this game is is that contrast between the Arbiter and Master Chief. 
and it really starts like literally with the first cutscene because it starts off with this like back and forth between Master Chief and uh and the Arbiter, where Master Chief's like getting all this this press and like he's receiving medals along with you know some of the other humans that made it back from the ring. You know Johnson, Sergeant Johnson's getting medals, so is uh, Captain Key's daughter receiving medals for him in his honor. You know, it's this whole thing like, oh, you guys did such a great job saving humanity in the galaxy. And then it flips over to the Covenant and the hierarchs are like, so were you like blinded by the glory of the rings? And the Arbiter's like, no. They're like, then what the hell? <laughs> Why did you let them destroy the ring? He's like, there was an outbreak of the parasite. And by the time I found out what the humans are doing, I, it was too late. It's like they blew up a ship into it. What am I supposed to do? Right. Like, I, I didn't realize what was happening until it was way too late as we were dealing with a fucking flood infestation. Um, so they, you know, again, Master Chief's getting medals and, and getting, you know, uh, compliments from Cortana and fucking Arbiter's getting his armor stripped off and tortured in front of the entire Covenant, uh, council. So it's, it's a very, interesting contrast between the two and really does set up the rest of the game as you go along um one of my one of my favorite parts about it was the first introduction of the brutes because they don't they don't explain who tartarus is they don't explain who the brutes are you've never seen them before and the game's just like yeah here's another alien race that you haven't met yet and it's it's clear they kind of just establish that you know the elites are above the brutes but the brutes definitely are like vying for control so yeah one of one of my the cool moments that I remember was uh, when they were the big mission where they were on the planet and you got the, the scarab crab spider thing walking around. <laughs> the whole mission is just like going to take this thing down and then you get to jump inside the city where they just like warp out of there and just blows up the whole city. Um, that was it's one of the few things I remember, but I think that's probably one of the most memorable campaign moments in there. Yeah, and it's left totally like unknown what happened because they're just like you, Commander Keys or whatever title is, <laughs> and Johnson in a ship jump with it, and it ends with just whoop, boom, city's blown up, and they never tell you what happened. So for all you know, everyone in that city's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like seriously. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, well, <laughs> can it go to? disable another halo ring don't really give a fuck about you guys sorry greater good <laughs> yeah it was also kind of cool just being in the city because i feel like they were hyping up halo too like oh you got defend earth master you defend earth like it's on the cover and then like you do that mission and you just leave so right. the mission <laughs> the mission was really cool <laughs> it, it's also kind of pointless then like you did all this fighting to try and push the covenant out of the city and it just gets destroyed. yeah that too it's just <laughs> all that work and then uh gone oops yeah <laughs> not your not your fault the covenant are the ones that jumped you just followed them <laughs> yeah nothing to really do about that uh yeah that that mission has as one of my favorite moments um there's a number of moments in this game that just have really great like one-liners or monologues by someone and this one starts off with johnson on his as they're flying in on the pelican and they're cortana's talking about Oh, there's a message that's playing from the Covenant Cruiser. It just keeps saying regret, regret, regret. And Johnson's like, Dear humanity, we regret being alien bastards. We regret coming to Earth. And we most definitely regret the coal just blew up our raggedy-ass fleet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just fucking love that. 
It's so good. It was like right, really perfectly timed. It pumped you up because, I mean, he's a fucking drill sergeant. That's his job. He did a good job at it. And then you get onto the surface as things get real serious. It's it's just a really good moment. Johnson has so many of those moments in, in this game and the next where he just has these like real good zingers. Like after Chief uh, does his one, I, which I think was in the trailers for this game when he delivers the bomb, uh, Johnson says something at the end of that too. It starts with a chief calling up uh, the commander and being like, "Sir, permission to leave the station." And the guy's like, "For what purpose, Master Chief?" He's like, "To give the Covenant back their bomb." There's a long pause, and he's like, "Permission granted." Fuck if I know <laughs> what you mean by that, but okay, go ahead, yeah, chief. Yeah, no. <laughs> And he's got the bomb in an airlock, and he's about to open the door. And Cortana's like, "One question: What if you miss?" I won't. Pulls it. Goes out. <laughs> Fucking, I I love that moment in the game. I wish they would. Well, they did in in this version. They remastered it, so it just looked sick of him flying through space past all these you know explosions and shit. And he backflips out. Cruiser explodes as the bomb goes off, and then he smacks into one of the UNSC cruisers. And Johnson's like, for a brick, he flew pretty good. <laughs> Uh, just so good. I I love some of the one-liners in here, and I really, like, this is the game that made me love Johnson. Like, he had a couple of moments like that in the first game, but it wasn't like this. He really becomes a good character in this game. Yeah, anything he says is just is pretty awesome. Yeah, but uh I'm trying to think what other, other real iconic moments stand out in my mind. Because in general, the Arbiter storyline, I mean, it's it's interesting, but it's not anywhere near as interesting as the as the human i mean there's you know moments where you get like flashes of the elite stature and how like honor bound they are but it's not like nothing worth talking about um i do like the part where they do the changing of the guard where the arbiter comes back from killing off uh the heretic leader and you see the the elite honor guard just giving over their armor to the um to the brutes and the arbiter's like uh the fuck and walks in, and the the one elite commander's arguing with the hierarchs, and they're like, "Uh, you guys failed to protect the prophet of regret, so I don't think you can protect us. We're gonna give it over to the brutes. Suck it up, you crybabies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. funny seeing like freaking giant hairy brutes later on. You're in the fighting; they're all just decked out in like the shiny armor. I'm <laughs> like, you guys look so stupid. Yeah, they do look ridiculous. <laughs> um, and speaking of killing regret, that was another interesting part. It's one of those ones where if you don't think about it, you don't realize how kind of fucked up it is. Because right after you kill regret, the the covenant come in and uh, like plasma bombard the temple you were in, and that's how that's right before Chief goes and meets the the grave mine. And in the moment, you're like, oh, man, he barely escaped that. Good thing he jumped in the water. That was so cool. But then you think about it for a minute, and you're like, wait, there's no way that the Covenant knew Regret was dead? <laughs> Which means Truth just fucking vaporized him because fuck you. <laughs> yeah, just kill him. Yeah. He was freaking annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's it, has, it goes into uh, part of the book Harvest or Contact Harvest where they explain how these guys became the hierarchs. It's really interesting, but we have, maybe we'll do a, a review of that someday. 
But uh, there's there is a reason I think that he fucking killed off regret. Uh, but it's cool because you 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 are trying to get to the index the whole time, and it feels a lot like a Covenant version of the library from the first game, mm-hmm. which you love that that mission. I can't stand fighting the flood. <laughs> I don't know why I liked it so much uh, in the first game. Yeah, this one's nowhere near. Like if I had to choose between them, I think I'd choose the one in the first game because this mission is not as as easy at all, and you got to keep fucking oh, yeah. fighting the the forerunners all the time too. Yeah, no, it this game it sucks, and the first one it's fun because you can like run through most of it and make it, and so it's like really tense and and crazy. But this one this one just really annoying because it's so they made the flood so much harder. Yeah, it's also a lot harder. <laughs> That's the main yeah. problem. Yeah. But yeah, you hit you hit the end of that, and, and there's a showdown between the um the humans and in the arbiter specifically johnson and keys and they're they're trying to grab the index and there's you're you come in all cloaked and fighting each other and tossing people around then finally you're about to go and get the index and fucking tartarus comes out of nowhere and is like zap gonna pull that bitch over here that's my index and arbiter's like oh dude what the fuck like, give me the index. It's my job to get it. Tartarus is like, uh, no, I'm gonna take it. And Arbiter's like, well, whenever the the hierarchs hear of your betrayal, you know, you're gonna get killed. And the guy's like, they told me to do it, and then fucking blast him in the chest. It's like, damn, <laughs> damn, hard betrayal, man. You didn't even do anything to deserve that. <laughs> you were nothing but a loyal pawn there in their movement. And they fucking shoot you down a hole. Yeah, blast it down the hole. Remind me of the Phantom Menace, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, cut and that, thrown down a hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not as much fun of a lightsaber fight beforehand, but uh No, no. I he got the hammer, but it wasn't it wasn't that cool. No, the hammer's <laughs> not as cool as a lightsaber. <laughs> what did you think of the, the Grave Mind conversation? Did you see the updated graphics on that? Yeah, updated before it was just like a brown blob and i was just like okay yeah. talking to this giant tumor thing whatever <laughs> and then yeah oh my god the the new one i was watching the cinematics I'm like what the hell I'm like, thank god i wasn't they didn't have that back when i was a kid i would have been terrified <laughs> they added so much more detail there was like a room you were in it wasn't just some like nebulous black hole <laughs> yeah no, I, I I thought they did a really interesting job with that with that remastering. Um, it was a lot grosser watching the the prophet of regret with fucking tentacles coming out of his face as he's telling you shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the beginning of the grave mine before he ends up betraying you. Uh, but yeah, then the one thing about this game that happens it it's in the background because you're not like it's apparent that it's happening, but again, it's kind of like with the regret getting killed. You don't if you're just going from set piece to set piece killing things you don't really think about it too much but after the arbiter comes back like there's this whole thing about how the brutes have started killing all the elites the the covenants fracturing into like hunters and and grunts with the with the elites and brutes jackals and uh and buggers against them and when you're playing it 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 kind of feels like it's more of a localized thing right until you realize that it's like high charities right there. So this is like the covenant is fracturing and starting to pick sides and fucking killing each other. Like you're, you're literally watching the covenant start to break apart. 
um, which is a, a, a lot of fun because it kind of gives you this weird like moments where you get to fight alongside the hunters and you know you have these conversations with elites as you're one well, not like you actually talk to them but they talk to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> i was doing what you said before you started that that bit where you're like you're just blasting through the level i was like i don't know why certain people aren't killing me and i'm killing certain people i'm just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> right just gonna shoot my thing and uh yeah. <laughs> wait until another cutscene. Like, I guess these elites aren't bad because we're fighting with them, but they don't like the other ones. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're ruining my my kill the the alien looking guy by telling me I can't kill all the alien looking guys. I don't know. <laughs> God, I had to pick out a target. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a very fun way to end the game as you as you watch that slowly breaking apart. And then the tearful goodbye of Cortana and Sheath as he, for some unknown reason, leaves her behind. Like, I still don't understand why he had to leave her behind. He could have just reached out to any of the thousand terminals he passed, grab her, and then get on the ship. But nope, don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, he, they mentioned when I was watching it, they were like, she was like, I gotta stay here in case someone tries to, like, remotely do something. Like, that was apparently the reason or something like that. So she's like, she's like trying to stay behind, and like stop someone else from activating the thing or something. Or some, right. Exactly. It's not clear. I mean, I think, I think the reason that she gave that they split was that she wanted to be there to trigger the meltdown of the reactor on the, sh on the, I forget what the name of the ship was, not the pillar bottom, but whatever the ship was that came in on. Um, I think that was her reason. She's like, well, it worked last time. So I'll just be ready to do that. Um, so maybe that's it. Like I, the problem is, is that the timelines between the arbiter and the and chief are so like it's blurry as to when which happens or if they're at the same time. Like so, she, maybe she didn't get a signal from the rest of the team that hey, we we, we stopped the ring, right? Uh, like, yeah, the ring's not going to blow up, so you can Cortana. You don't have to have to stay on on high charity. Um, I guess that's probably the reason. Still, yeah, uh, felt. <laughs> felt rushed <laughs> yeah yeah it was kind of weird and killing tartarus was uh an unexpected boss battle for a game that had one other boss battle <laughs> let's put it that way right yeah that was just <laughs> that was really weird like that was a real like boss battle he's jumping around he's got his minions coming at you and stuff it's very yeah yeah, all, yeah also that that keys can uh, unreasonably jump in and grab the index when the arbiter's standing fucking right there and could just grab it at any point. Like, oh, I need to go get the index. Now let, let's kill Tartarus first. It's like, or you could just run over and grab it and then kill him. <laughs> Whatever, fine. We'll pretend like there's some tension here. Yeah, that was just a really weird format for, like, at least for the gameplay. And I guess they were trying to make it like, Oh, like you know, getting revenge on this guy. He did all the stuff to you. I'm like, he did it to the arbiters. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> it was like, it seemed like they were making out to be like, all oh, this cool, like, um, like revenge boss fight. And I was just like, I don't know. He's just another one of those, those brutes. I guess I'm just going to kill it. And then the game ends. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you'd been paying attention to the story, I think you may have actually been like, yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, he's definitely evil, yeah, but, like, I mean, I didn't really have anything against him too much. What? You can't empathize I mean, with the Arbiter because he doesn't have a jaw? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know that you're xenophobic, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm just saying I empathize with Barbara. I when when I played Halo three and they did the whole thing with the Arbiter showing up and the chief jamming his gun in his mouth. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Arbiter's here. Hell yeah. So glad that we're going to get to deal with him again. I love your voice. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's right. Got to give it over to it, the voice actor. Yeah, he's got a good voice. It's like, it's deep, but it's also smooth. Mm-hmm. Words so easy. <laughs> yeah, the, the gameplay of, um, of Halo 2 in comparison to Halo 1, it's not really that different. Um, I think most people can agree on that. Yeah. It's it's very much the same game. The controls are almost identical. It really is where the <clears throat> improvement upon a game as a sequel comes in. Because they just kind of added to it. You know, there were certain weapons in the first game that you couldn't touch. Like the fuel rod cannon and the energy sword. In this game, they said, okay, we're going to let you use those now. Um, there were some new... Oh, yeah, there were some new vehicles that they let you drive. Same deal, like, you couldn't pilot a Wraith in the first game. Now you can pilot the Wraith. Um, they brought in dual-wielding weapons. And then the, there were just minor changes to some other features. They changed how quickly the shield recharges. They got rid of the health bar and replaced it with just kind of like a general feeling of once your shield's gone, you're kind of just dead, so if you don't get behind something and let it recharge, you're dead. Kind of like a Call of Duty, but I think this was definitely before Call of Duty, so it was more like, this is what Call of Duty looked at and went, we want to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. Halo, Halo is real popular, let's do that. Yeah, I personally hated that crap. Really? Yeah. The, that whole trend of just having this one rechargeable health value was really annoying to me. Especially with, with how they did it, because like your health would go down, and then your shield would be gone, but like you could still like take some hits and it was like not clear at all like how much you actually could take and then it would just like recharge again and I, I was very against that that whole gameplay mechanic of just like oh duck behind the thing and then you're fine like i liked having the more permanent struggle for like managing your health and like you know i was playing like tons of like battlefield back then when you know every damage you did like that you took was like permanent until you got like a health pack. So it wasn't just like, Oh, I duck in a bush and then I'm fine. It was like, you know, you, you're still trying to like deal with what happened. Get out of here, grandpa. Like, what? Yeah. Your grandpa, you and your fucking health bars, <laughs> man. Health bars were great. Uh, I, There's a yeah, time I and really a place. I really didn't like how them. they took that away. Time and a place. For them. I don't really feel like the health, the health bar in halo meant anything because your health drained so fast. I do get what you mean in terms of like, oh, I have a, a known amount of damage I can take before I die, but I think having played Halo 2 enough, I know how much damage I can take before I die. You know what I mean? Like, once my health, my shield's gone, I have a gut feeling of how many times I can get shot before I go down. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't like how imprecise that was. I mean, I mean, even in Halo 1, it was kind of like, you had like the blue bar, the, the yellow bar, and then the red bar, and you were dead. Like, there was... <laughs> Not like that much precision to it either, but and once your shields were gone, you were also like pretty much gonna die. But I don't know. I didn't like how they did that. I liked when they brought it back later and they had like the underlying health bar. Yeah. That just that was just me liking more difficult things of 
magic health and like ammo and stuff like back in Battlefield and Again. Like Battlefront, and then they just like remove them as the games. They went through that whole period around Call of Duty, which I didn't like. Again, I, I don't feel like the health bar in Halo One or in Halo Reach really mean anything. I don't. I don't really feel like you can take that much more damage, or that having one health is really that much of a difference from having full health. At least in the camp, in the sorry, in the multiplayer, in the campaign, yeah. maybe, but. The multiplayer, it's like, look, if my if my shield's gone, I'm going to get shot in the fucking face. I'm dead, so what does it matter if I have... And maybe that's really what it came down to, is once people realize that, you know, headshot, no shields is dead, it doesn't matter whether or not you have uh, a health bar or not. If you're, if you're playing against people who've played the game, you're just going to die if you don't have your shields, so who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was different in the campaigns, like in the first one. Like, if you took a lot of damage and you got a health pack and you were like, oh, yes, I made it and I, I got this health pack. You're like, you're trying to like find them and, you know, just, it was just another like thing you had to manage that you could get like rewarded for by like getting those health packs. And then they kind of just, I mean, they took that out of the whole game. So Halo 2 was just like, there was no like real breath of relief moment of from like finally making it to the end so you could reheal. It was just like, well, I'll just hide and then I'll be fine. So I do have to give the campaign credit for not really letting you do that though. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not like Call of Duty where the enemies are on the other side of the the field that you're shooting at, and you can hide for a bit and regain your health. Like Halo is pretty much high octane the whole time, and you're not really going to be able to hide, mm-hmm. especially in the Arbiter missions. Yeah, I always felt like things. I always felt like the Arbiter missions were like the hard mode of the game, and aside from a few key points in in Master Chiefs gameplay those were kind of like the easier missions yeah because you just got like all the crap guns and then you had to fight the flood and everything and it was just yeah i mean i definitely liked the the master chief missions better because i mean that was the entire first halo game and then they're just like you remember those elite weapons you didn't like to use well now you get to use them for an entire level i was like oh <laughs> great you be talking shit on my plasma rifle get out of here <laughs> which which one was that? The <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that's oh, I didn't Kevin. care about them. Kevin. <laughs> God fucking God. It's the <laughs> bluish purple one that the elites carry. Oh, it's the one that just like there's like the one that was kinda like the battle rifle version. Like so the single that's, shot that's and then the there was the one that was that's like the just a plasma things. I forget which one. It's the one that was also in Halo One. Okay, okay. <laughs> Don't be shitting on either of those guns. Those are both fantastic guns. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. Boo. I never liked those things. Boo, Kevin. You just didn't know how to use them. That's the problem. Yeah. SMG, plasma, rifle all the way. Best dual-wielding combo. Uh, I don't know if I just didn't like the fact that you just had to lead the targets from really far away. Like It was not possible to shoot long range that well. That was probably what I, I didn't like about it. I mean, I can sit here and argue about the finer points of the guns all I want, but I don't think that's <laughs> progressive. <laughs> I've already called you a new bass pansy, so I don't really know where else I can go from here. I can uh, just keep you know shitting what? on you. I need to get good at the game. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just take it. I'm not trying to stand up and <laughs> defend my Halo skills at all. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. This is not my territory. Anyway, no, I, I mean... We can go into like specific weapons and all that, but for all intents and purposes, it's it's the same 
general feel of what you had in the previous game. It's pretty solid, there's some, yeah. They're a good set of guns. There's a nice difference in feel between the Covenant and the human weapons. You end up finding ones you really do like. It's a little bit more balanced in this one because they do a better job of having, like, this is the Covenant rifle, this is the human rifle, this is the Covenant SMG, this is the human one. Um, but not to the point of, like, they're interchangeable. They still have a different feel to them. You know, the plasma rifle takes out shields way faster than the SMG does, but the SMG seems to do a bit more damage to once the shields are gone. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the plasma grenades still stick to you and the human grenades bounce more. Um, there's, you know, minor details. The biggest addition, in my opinion, to this game was the battle rifle. That gun is my iconic memory from Halo <laughs> 2. Here's the battle that rifle. Thing. I fucking love that gun. Once you got good at it, there was a... There was a <laughs> Sorry, my cat's chasing her tail right now because apparently it's twitching at her in a way that uh, offends her. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Um, But for those who've played enough Halo 2, you'll realize that there's a swipe that you can do with the battle rifle that allows you to quickly take out people with headshots if you know how to do it properly. Um, It's just a great gun, iconic, very distinct sound to it. And, I mean, there's an entire game sub-game to it called SWAT that's designed just for the battle rifle for all intents and purposes, which is my favorite. Nothing better than just whipping around a corner and fucking nailing three people with a single shot. It's great. Don't need to remind me about that mode. So, so many just great memories from playing online in this game. I mean, SWAT was fucking awesome. The, The level designs for the multiplayer, there are very few multiplayer maps that were, that were bad. And even the ones that I've heard you and Mark complain about aren't bad. It's just the people who are playing them know the map so fucking well. You We're guys don't have time good. to learn it. It's, it, yeah, it, there's just so many. Lockout was always my favorite. There were fucking super bounces, fucking glitches where you can shoot yourself up into the sky. I mean, I just have so many fond memories. This is my battlefield. This is my battlefield for you. This is the game that I played the shit out of in high school where, you know, I learned everything about it. I found out how to get out of every single level in all the campaigns. I found out how to get out of almost every level in the multiplayer, too. I spent a lot of time just hanging out with people in the community, um, learning the super balances, getting good enough at them that I could do them in competitive games. I mean, I played actually competitively in this in this uh my my buddy and I played doubles up until we were, I think the highest level you could get in rank was 50, and we were in the mid-40s before we quit and had to go, like, do other things with our lives. <laughs> I mean, this was just, this was my fucking game. Um, and a lot of it, I, I we were playing, recently we were playing Halo 2, um, and our friend Kyle had me, like, kind of show him the ropes of how to play the game. He wanted like, literally, he wanted me to train him. I was like, I've done this with, with friends in the past. If you really want, I can do this. So we went and played a few a few games, and he's he's watching me as I'm going through them, and he's like, this seems to be a lot of you just, like, knowing the map. I'm like, yeah, because a lot of this is, I know if I throw a grenade, I know how it arcs. I know if I hit this specific spot on the wall, it'll ricochet into that room. I know that... I can also toss it over here and it'll drop down there. Did you know that if you throw it from over here across the map, it'll 
hit that part of the mountain and toss back down into the... No, you didn't. Did you know there are explosives up there? And if you... Like, it's just all about these little nuances to how you move about the, the map and knowing where things are and how things react. It's, it's why I've played other games that I haven't played in a long time recently. And I come in and I'm not anywhere near as good as I used to be. I came into Halo 2 and I'm like, I was expecting to not be able to play this because I never played it with a mouse. And I'm still good just because <laughs> I know this game like the back of my hand. I know where things are. I know how the game reacts. It's just second nature because of how many hours I put into it. And I was trying to teach Kyle, like, for instance, early in my Halo years, they people started getting real angry about the noob combo, which, for those of you who don't know, it's you have the plasma pistol and the battle rifle. And the plasma pistol, if you charge it up and shoot someone with it, it takes out their shields, and you can quickly switch to the battle rifle and get a headshot. Initially in the game, that was a very good strategy because it's, you know, abusing the fact that one of them can take out the shields and the battle rifle is a very accurate gun but then the better players started to get pissed off they're like look this isn't taking any skill okay like there's auto aim in this game battle rifle has a three round burst all you're doing is just taking out my shields and shooting me in the head kill me with a real gun and unlike nowadays at least from what i've seen there was enough chatter within the game that people actually could shame people and to stop doing stuff so there was a big push from the community of like, enough with this. This is a noob combo. Only new gamers will do this. If you show up into a competitive match, like everyone's going to turn on you. Don't fucking do that. So you had to learn a different way to do it. And what I what I realized how to do is how to bounce a grenade just to land at their feet. So I got real good at just tossing a grenade at their feet. And as it exploded, hitting them in the head. And Kyle was following me around when we were playing. And he's like, what are you? What are you doing? How are you killing them? Because all I see is explosion and the person just collapses in front of you. And so I showed him. I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I'm throwing a grenade. It's hitting them in the feet, exploding, and I'm hitting them in the head. And it looks like it's just one fluid motion. But there's a two-step to this. And back in the day, before people got good at that, I remember getting a lot of hate for it. They're like, you fucking noob combo. I'm like, look at my guns. I have, do not have a plasma pistol. I'm just killing you maybe you should get better at the game. Which, back... I mean, Halo nice. 2 is where a lot of the, like, real shitty... <laughs> um, what's the word I want? Rep, uh, reputation that Xbox Live got started. That's where teabagging came from. That's, I mean, at least as far as I know. I'm sure it was in other games. Probably in Halo 1 they were doing that. But a lot of the real, like, nastiness about Xbox Live, I think, came from Halo 1. And I was in the heyday of that where... Most of the time, it was just people were calling each other, you know, uh, slurs and all sorts of just shitty things are being said to each other. And no one had any shame about just fucking calling you on being garbage. That was, I remember so many times of getting to the end of a match and someone being like, oh, well, you know, if it was 1v1, you wouldn't have killed me like that. Oh, let's, let's go into a private match. Let's play each other. And I took up so many of those challenges. I, I was... I was a troll. I was such a fucking asshole in that game. But what do you want? I was like 14. <laughs> it was the perfect time for, you know, an asshole teenager to go be an asshole somewhere. But uh, they were good times. I just, I, I really enjoyed that. I made a lot of friends on online that I haven't talked to since I played Halo 2. A lot of, uh, it was a lot of fun playing competitively. Yeah, no, it sounds... Yeah, like that really was your your childhood game right there. Like for me, because I had 
Battlefield and like TF2 were probably mine. Because like Halo, Halo is just a game I played with my one specific friend because he had an Xbox and he was my only friend who like had an Xbox. So for me, like that was a cool thing that we just did locally. He didn't have live, so like I never got that whole online experience. Oh, it was something of the past. You'll you'll never see that again. <laughs> People are too uh, socially respectable these days to do what they did on Halo Two. Man, I'm glad I missed that. I don't need need that <laughs> aggressive crap. It was something else. It was a lot of fun. Definitely was something, but. Yeah, it was just for it was just for Xbox. I wasn't doing online gaming um, at that point, really. Anyway, but yeah, Halo Halo Two for me was like I don't know. When I look back on it, like most of my memories are with the first Halo. So this one, like the only real big things I remember was doing uh, just the campaigns with like the two Scarab missions, where you're in the tanks and you're outside and you can fly things. And there's all sorts of crap going on. And then everything else is just kind of like a blur of just like covenant hallways. And like, that was kind of it. <laughs> I felt like it was kind of, I don't know, repetitive or not. It didn't stand out as much to me as like some of the, the Halo 1 levels. I thought they, but I did play it more. So I'm, I'm pretty biased with that. And then I also played a lot more of the Halo 1 like local multiplayer because we could mess around with the physics and the vehicles and tanks and drive them all and blow them up and all this stuff and then in halo 2 they made them all destructible so like there was no fun to be had with those things anymore like you can't ramp the warthog off the tank and throw a bunch of grenades underneath it and blast it into the sky it was like right i don't know kind of took some fun out of that but i showed you a lot of the shit that that i figured out how to do in halo 2 like the wraith jumping oh yeah there's definitely like a lot more crazy stuff like that me and my one friend just didn't like really find that much of the stuff. We kind of like doing the vehicle thing. Um, so for me, I always have much more fonder memories of Halo 1, but Halo 2 was also uh, pretty good. I got a question for you relating to uh, our latest plays. But before I, I go into that, I just also wanted to speak to part of the other side of the online community. So it wasn't all just me like going and playing competitively and being a douche. I mean, it was a lot of that. <laughs> Again, 14, what the fuck do you want? Um, also, I like to troll people, so, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, the other the other fun thing about that was the groups that I got involved with. We spent a lot of time not just like going and playing competitively and all that. We, we spent a lot of time hanging out and like figuring out weird stuff about the game. As I said, learning how to do the super balances, figuring out how to do stuff like the Stairway to Heaven um sword canceling around the maps trying to figure out ways to get out of them looking for easter eggs and stuff so we did a lot of that and i mean i never really did any of like i had some friends who were really about hanging out on random message boards and shit and like making friends online and i never really did any of that this was the closest i ever got to that was finding people in games challenging them to one-on-one and if we like hit it off in that we would then follow up with each other later and kind of became in a way friends and then we go and hang out and play these you know big groups of just learning how to do stuff and that eventually led to what turned into in the later games true game modes we used to play zombies before zombies was a thing we used to play game modes like cops and robbers and these were just you would come into a a, i don't even know how the fuck we found them i guess it was 
we we would message each other and be like, oh, so-and-so is hosting a zombies match. Let's go join him. So we go in and, and it was all like you had to trust the other team to do what they were supposed to do. It wasn't like, oh, well, when you die, you get turned in. No, no, no. It was when you die, you have to be honest enough to switch to the right weapon for what it is you're supposed to do. You know, trusting people to actually play by the fucking rules. Something I haven't seen ever since that. Like, I would never try and get a group of random people online to follow those kind of rules nowadays. We can't even trust random fucks that we find in DayZ when we outnumber them like four to one to not try and shoot us in the back. No matter how nice you are to them. <laughs> we can't even get that to happen. But back in the day in Halo 2, I could get a group of like 16 people to actually play a, a, a set of rules and, and follow them. And we had a ton of fucking fun. And they were popular enough that the Bungie team actually turned them into real game modes. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely a cool time for the internet. You definitely don't see that as much anymore. I don't know why. I'm not sure why it's it's like that now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some servers. I mean, we're not out looking for them, so it, it's probably happening somewhere. But That's true, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't... Uh... Again, maybe you're right, maybe we're not looking for it, but as I said, the number of times I've been in a game like DayZ and uh, gotten killed for trying to be nice to someone, <laughs> I don't have much faith in these people. Yeah. <laughs> don't be the back-in-my-day old man. Um, it's probably be... happening. Eh, I already called you Grandpa <laughs> for liking health packs, so... Yeah. <laughs> we're too old, Brian. Too old, too old. <laughs> I mean, you might be right, I just... I don't. I don't know. I don't know if. Um, I don't know if there's a reason for people to do it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like the reason that we started doing that kind of stuff was because the game left it open that you could kind of make your own game styles. Nowadays, they have so much of this stuff built in. I don't know if anyone like has any reason to go do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't recall. Yeah, because I, I remember back in the battlefield days, sometimes there'd be a server where people would just be like, "Knives only." Nobody use a weapon, and it would be like the D-Day landing, and so we're just rushing on the beach, just stabbing each other. And then if anybody started shooting, they would just like ban them from the server or something. <laughs> Maybe it's a lack but, of moderators. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, can, I don't know if we just don't. We're not trying to find that gameplay. I'm sure there's communities out there that can can still do that that kind of stuff. Or maybe it's it's the switch from the servers being like more controlled by the users over to kind of like the nebulous thing they are now that's kind of hosted by the developers. Maybe that's part of it too. Yeah, I think definitely a lot of games don't have private servers anymore. That's a where you yeah, if you can't define your own rules, then it's like it's a lot harder to put that stuff together. Or if you if you don't know like you know you can't host your own server and be like this is the server where we do stupid stuff. Like right, you're, you're never gonna find that. It maybe just exists in different games. Like, cause now that I'm even talking about it, I'm thinking back to like times we played Gary's Mod, or there's plenty of servers on Minecraft, oh, yeah. <laughs> on Minecraft that do this kind of shit. And so, yeah, maybe it's just, uh, <laughs> we're just not as deeply involved in these games, or we just don't. We have our group of friends, and we don't really feel like going and interacting with internet people. It doesn't help yeah. either <laughs> that every time I fucking tried to like communicate with my squad in any game like PUBG. There's like a 50, 60% chance it's going to be a bunch of Korean guys and I can't talk to them. So 
fooey on me for not learning Korean, but fooey on them for not like trying to keep <laughs> this the server to English or Korean speaking only. Like it kind of hampers my ability to to team chat whenever there's a high likelihood that I can't understand my teammates. Yeah. Or people just don't have mics in general. That's yeah. usually what I find. That too. Yeah. You have to go to like the niche community servers where everybody knows knows each other and then, then they're all chatting other than that. It's like... Right. And then it's like trying to go and join fucking uh, Counter-Strike nowadays and being like, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. He doesn't even know how to play the game. It's like, oh, I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> I just want to play a game, man. Why do you have to be like that? Oh, yeah. What's your opinion of the the games we've been playing recently like now that you've kind of been playing more halo 2 with with our group um i mean i i like it um my only like bias with halo 2 was that i just played i like the halo 1 gameplay a lot more but honestly going (laughs) having the servers in this the collector's edition or whatever going like jumping between the different um different games in the trilogy so far it's like oh halo 1 where you're just like a bunch of, of freaking like moon bouncing tanks with just shoot grenades exclusively and then you switch over to something like halo 2 and 3 where it's like a lot more like tactical right and uh so yeah i definitely like yeah it's like it's like you're jumping between like decades and like gameplay almost which yeah i definitely do appreciate the the halo 2 3 and beyond type gameplay compared to the one one is like clearly rooted in like early 2000s online shooters and then you jump to something, yeah, a bit more, yeah. I don't want to say, like, skillful, but there's just, like, more variety than just, like, bunny hopping and throwing grenades. Right. There's there's definitely a different feel. It's also the level design, I think, is a lot of yeah. it. Like, the Halo 1 is it, in early 2000s. It's very, like, this is level 1, this is level 2, this is level 3, you know? Whereas Halo 2 and beyond, it's a lot more gradients of... It's not like a, I'm going to you know uh floor 13 of the apartment building it's a lot more oh there's flow to the terrain a lot more complexity to what's going on and the 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 levels that took that were taken from halo 1 and continued into the later games are the ones that were more like that blood gulch um beaver creek those ones were taken into the later games because they were more nuanced to their their level design Unlike, I can't remember even what the fucking names of them are, but there's one level in Halo 1 that's almost exclusively fucking teleporters. It's like, I can't find this. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with those, it was almost like the the Mario Kart battle arenas where they just like, they just take this con- this crazy concept and they just mirror it. It's like the whole level is just identical. Or it's like splitting split like four quadrants where everything's exactly the same. And it's just like, here's a giant domed room and there's a platform a few platforms in like each quadrant and go like that's it (laughs) that's for the nintendo listeners because i have no fucking idea what kevin's talking about (laughs) yeah we'll basically just be like you have someone's out there going aha that's a good point kevin (laughs) yeah i don't know if it was like called battle block arena or something but it was like the same like tiered ramps cloned four times for like each quadrant of the map with different colors and I feel like that's what a lot of the Halo ones, where it's like it's like a giant circle where everything is perfectly symmetrical, and there's just like columns and ramps. And yeah, it's like very like early 2000s style of a multiplayer, where it's like the other maps we're playing, like 
I don't know, you have all this like asymmetrical ramps and like different types of, like you said, like terrain. There's all these unique features of it instead of just like dumping you into this just circular arena. Right. Because those maps suck. Those are the ones that I hate. <laughs> yeah, I wonder which ones you could be talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> no, I, I've had a lot of fun going back and playing Halo 2. I mean, I'm definitely not as good as I used to be because there are some people we've, we've encountered that I'm just like, Ugh, I know there was a point where I would have rubbed your face in the dirt. That is not this <laughs> point anymore. And I don't know if I have the the wherewithal to go back and become that good again. I just don't see a point. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have all that time to just spend perfecting our gaming skills for right. a single game anymore. There's some moments, though, where it's just the right mix of people, and it's just, ah, oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like playing the, the multiplayer. Because, yeah, I never got to really play Halo 2 multiplayer too much, so. Yeah, I just wish that we could... I wish we had a. Uh, <laughs> I wish we had more friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should, yeah, more friends who actually have like gaming PCs that can play with us because there's so many things that we could do in Halo Two if we just had a few more people. But mm. it's all good. We've yeah. we've had a lot of fun with it. I just wish that the only thing I had to complain about with the Master Chief Collection in terms of online play is they do not cycle through the maps enough. Like, I feel like we we will play on the same three or four maps constantly, and I do not know why. Yeah, and some of them are I don't shit. Know either. Like, why the fuck? Are, I can't even remember the name of the map. the The fucking flood level one, uh, from Halo One, where you meet up with Guilty Spark. The one that's like all fucking hard to see. There's a center tower, and you like never start with a decent gun. Hmm. Or you usually. Hmm? Which one is it? The library one? Uh, it's at the end, or it's right before the library. Oh. You know, at the end of uh, coming out of releasing the flood, where you lead all the marines back to that one structure for, and you meet 343 Guilty Spark for the first time, and oh, he teleports yeah. you away. That yeah, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we keep playing that in Halo 2, and that map is garbage. Yeah, that sucks. Because it pretty much comes down to one of the teams gets all of the power weapons, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm wondering too if the the switch to the halo 2 weapon set probably isn't doing the halo 1 maps any favors because you couldn't use those weapons back then and so now it just makes it really freaking imbalanced when somebody gets all of them well and they're probably replacing the original game probably gave you the assault rifle and now they're giving you the smg which as i've told you guys and kyle there is a way to kill everyone with the smg but what you can't do is kill the guy with the sword easily with the yeah. SMG, especially if you can't see him coming because the map's so small and there's so many hills. Like, it's just a bad map. It's hard to mm -hmm. see people. You can't really tell what they're doing from afar until it's too late. You can't assess what's going on. Like, you can't look at them and go, oh, that's the whole team. I'm going the other way to find the rest of my team. You And a lot of times you fucking spawn in on top of them. You're just like, oh, so I'm just dead now. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it does not... Some of those just don't translate that well. No. Uh, any uh, finishing remarks you want to put on, on the game? No, I think we covered everything. So, too. Yeah. Great, great game. I'm sure there are things I'm missing. I mean, there's so many iconic moments in the campaign, but there's just no real need to go in-depth on those. We can 
Everyone's played yeah. this game. Reflect on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Go play it again. And here's a minute it's for reflection. It. Yeah. A moment of silence for our fallen homies. <laughs> no, that'll be Halo 3. Spoilers. <sighs> Have you ever played Halo 3? Yeah. The campaign? Yes. I just don't remember it as well. Good. We're going to be playing it together. So we'll, we'll all get to experience it as a, as a team. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Um, I don't even think there's a point to do ratings. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, New Year's is best. Clear. I mean, I would still put it probably in the best, too. I would still like to play it again. Um, it's, it's been a long time since I got to play it, and the Master Chief Collection is... Uh, it's so cool that it actually exists, because now I can actually play that online... Um, which I didn't get that experience before, so yeah. It's a solid online multiplayer. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what your opinion is going to be a three compared uh, to two, since you're going to be playing pretty close together. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did play three a bit. I think my friend did get the 360 eventually. We played it, but it was kind of like a similar opinion where I was like, "And eh, this is great," but I still like the first one better. <laughs> Yeah, that's I don't know, but my memory's a lot, a lot hazier for three. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see once as we go through the campaign. Yeah, as I said, I'm curious because I have my opinions, but uh, I probably played almost as much Halo Three as I did two. So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> well, what do you want? It's high school. I had time. Yeah, it makes sense. I have no one-liner for this one. I. Usually I, I come up with ones when I want to shit on something and I don't really have anything to shit on here. Yeah, it's just a good sequel. It's how to do a sequel. And you can deliver all your hate mail uh, to me under the Dust Force Reddit about how much you hate Halo and how <laughs> Dust Force is a better game. <laughs> it's not even there anymore. You can't even find the thread. Oh, That's how much people don't it like it. <laughs> how does that work? Do they like downvote it into extinction? Um, I think it just got zero, which means it just like stops becoming visible. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to find it. That's okay. It was our first episode. We shouldn't have had anyone listen to that anyway. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, what's coming up next? That's a good question. I'm going to be recording Doom 2016 with Pat sometime in the near future. Um, the fuck were we going to play? I wanted you to play Wreckfest. Hmm. And then you were both kind of like working on God of War. Are you also doing it without Pat? Yeah, God of War is it's just so long. Yeah. So long. I think Tomb Raider might be a good one to do soon, as I said earlier. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty short game. I think I'm already like 20% through and I've barely played it. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, have to install that one. So there's that. Um, I think Halo 3 is going to be coming up sooner than later because it probably won't take us too many more sessions to get through the campaign. I also think one of these days we need to do one for some of the games we've played so many times, like Daisy and Terraria. Yeah, those will be the episodes we can post to the subreddits. <laughs> <laughs> like this one. Yeah, just like, oh, uh, the game's yeah, so the great. So problem with so the nice. Halo community is they're going to fucking rip me a new one for missing some minor detail. That's true. I've, I'm There's on that. the Halo Reddit, and there have been questions that have come up, and I'm like, oh, I could actually answer that, and then I see that like 7,000 people have already responded and they're putting in details. I'm like, I would have had to look that up because I don't remember that person's name. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't need to, yeah. I don't need to even try. 
It's the, the double-edged sword, the fandom. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... Um, actually, that person's name was pronounced... <laughs> Ugh, fuck off, I was close enough. <laughs> I can't believe you're not calling them the Sangheili. You keep referring to them as elites. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to make this palatable for more people. Jesus, it's bad enough that I talk about the campaign story for fucking 45 minutes. <laughs> oh man well anyway we got a facebook page we got a twitter both under our our name utter descent find a podcast app download we're pretty much on every single one of them we host on podbean so feel free to go there just because that's who we're hosting on um we do have an instagram i posted a picture of my index controllers recently mm-hmm. <laughs> and, engagement there yeah uh, Woo. <laughs> but uh as usual, engage with us, we'll engage with you. Um look out for if we've done a review, at some point we're throwing it onto the subreddit for that game, so you can go and argue with me there about why you think I should have liked the game that I didn't like and pointlessly try and change my mind. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Wasn't sure if I lost you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Just gonna let that sit yeah, there. Yeah, we're just gonna let that sit there, so <laughs> with that we will catch y'all next time and uh we'll see it's a it's a wild card i have no fucking idea what we're gonna talk about next yeah be surprised yeah <laughs> see y'all all right see ya.